When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome back to another Watchlist episode. I'm Nymphia and with the longest game week in history almost out of the way, it's time to start thinking about game week 24 and beyond with the double game week 26 getting announced today. A great time to visit some Watchlist players. I'm joined as always by my buddy Kylie. How are you doing? Hey Nim, I am great. It's good to be back. It has really been the craziest long gap between games and to think we're still in the same game week because obviously Watford Burnley hasn't played yet but we're all steamrolling ahead for game week 24 and there's lots to talk about including some news that has just dropped in early before recording so the lay of the land at the moment is as you'd all undoubtedly be aware we have a double game week for United and Brighton in game week 25 In game week 24, we have a blank for Chelsea and Brighton. So just factor that into your decisions. But the big news really, in addition to a bunch of other blanks that are happening in the lead up to 27, is that a fairly sizable double game week for 26 has just dropped in. So the teams that are doubling there are Liverpool and they have a brilliant double. It's Norwich and Leeds. So I think we're going to see quite a few triple captains played then. Um, We've got Leeds, Arsenal, Watford, Crystal Palace, Spurs, Wolves and Burnley all getting a double. So keep an eye on their fixtures. I strongly suggest that you have a look and start thinking about how you're going to build your teams around it because, you know, we've got blanks in 25. So we've got blanks in 24, blanks and doubles in 25 major doubles in 26 (laughs) and then some blanks again in 27 and uh, there's some crossover actually with the the teams particularly Liverpool and Arsenal who blank and double in consecutive weeks so it's a little bit messy Mm -hmm. but and we're all I think just still wrapping our heads around it but let's move ahead and it's important to note of course that the information that we have is correct as at time of record, which is Thursday morning. So please, as always, keep tuned for any further information before you make your decisions. Definitely. All right, then let's get into this. And the first name making it into our watch list is Laporte of City. This might seem like an odd one as he hasn't got any doubles coming up. Uh, But the great thing about Laporte is he seems pretty nailed in that City defence now. And of the nailed defence, he's one of the cheapest at 5.7 million. Man City have kept 12 clean sheets this season and Laporte has been involved in 11 of those matches. He also carries an attacking threat with three goals and two assists this season, although they are few and far between, so don't expect them regularly with him. He's gaining in popularity, especially amongst recent wildcarders, but he's still under 10% owned at the moment, sat around 8.2%. With 101 points, he has not only snuck into the 100-point club, but also into the top five points for defenders in fourth, only behind Trent, Cancello and Rudiger. 
There's a lot of chat about City rotating heavily with so many fixtures in the next few weeks, Kylie. But Laporte is certainly worth our watch list status, right? Yeah, I think so. But the reality is that rotation is a caveat for pretty much all of the top teams, um, the ones that are still in Champions League. We know that there's going to have to be some degree of rests happening as they get further along in that tournament. And I think City especially, we know the particular desire that City and Pep have to actually win the Champions League yeah. this season. Laporte is obviously massively back in favour with Pep. So I think we will see him get the odd rest. But mm -hmm. I think what's been clear is he's been such a strong option, not only in terms of the ability to get clean sheets, but in terms of his attacking threat, specifically his goal threat, that I think that can cover for the odd benching that you'll have. And, and I think the other thing to consider is that as we go into the next period with so many teams, including teams that have budget options, having inevitable doubles, even if they're not yet scheduled. So you look at the likes of Burnley, for instance, there are going to be some cheap bench options that you can have mm -hmm. in situ that could potentially have a double game week yeah. um, anytime they get wheeled in. So, you know, I think that there's an element of saying it's worth the risk. And I mean, one of the, the key factors there is that even though they don't have that, that double game week, as we said, their run includes Brentford, Norwich, Tottenham in the short term, but actually their run to season end is a sea of green. There's really just the one fixture in 32 for, against Liverpool and then that one, the latter part of the season in 37 against West Ham, yeah. which I would say are probably the more concerning as far as getting a clean sheet yeah. goes. But ultimately it's a, you know, Liverpool and um, say Chelsea will not be happy to see that fixture list because it, it's hard to argue against City just quite comfortably finishing top again this season. As far as Laporte is concerned, his XG of 2.56 is impressive, pretty consistent with his goal tally of three. So it's just shy of that. And it's actually only eclipsed among defenders by Brentford's Jansen, of all people. Wow. So second highest XG for defenders. And Laporte's not necessarily the first name that would come to mind when you think of goal threat. Yeah. He sits just <laughs> above Cancelo, actually. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting development. He's just kind of <laughs> snuck up on everyone. <laughs> and he does show considerably more goal threat than assist potential. His XA is 0.63. Again, that's not unusual for a centre-back. Um, we don't usually see them accumulating a massive amount of assists. Mm -hmm. So I think, as we said, you know, have have a bench that's functioning and I think Laporte is a really good shout. I think they will keep clean sheets and I could see him getting another goal perhaps because he does look like he's thoroughly enjoying scoring them at the moment. Yeah, and I think we can all get a bit caught up in these double game week players, but as we've seen in previous weeks, sometimes those single game week players that are just consistently ticking along are often better than, you know, I mean, than some of these double gaming players. Never more so than this season. I yes. think we say it every year, mm -hmm. double game weeks, but this year it is so absolutely true because the first couple of double game weeks we've seen, it really is the single game week players who have impressed. And uh, it, unless you had Bruno, 
Yes. You did not do well in the last double. <laughs> no, I, I did not. <laughs> I have him now, though, and now I'm worried about Ronaldo. So, uh, you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Okay, let's move on to our second pick, and that is Daka. And this is definitely an out there pick for sure. You may think that myself and Kylie have gone a little bit crazy with this one, but we're going with form here with this pick rather than anything else. Daka has two goals in the last two games and four goals and three assists for the season. Granted, these have been in very limited minutes, 450 of them extremely spread out. But that's why he's made our watch list. He's an uber differential at 1.8% ownership and isn't going to break the bank at 7.2 million. He's had an opportunity because of injury and Iheanacho being at AFCOM, but he's certainly grabbed that opportunity with both hands. He is very punty and he's probably more here and now punt with Vardy's injury but his form is unquestionable right now isn't it Kylie he has just played his way back into the team don't you think yeah I I absolutely think it, it he's probably the biggest disappointment with respect to the uh the last major double that we had because I think a lot of us were really excited about the prospect mm. of a Leicester double and Dakar in particular with yeah. his form and pretty much nailedness to to play. I think, as you said, Vardy's kind of not really concerned at the moment. He's aging and he's injured and seems to be more frequently getting injured, um, unsurprisingly, at this point in his career. The biggest concern for Dakar's minutes is obviously Iheanacho mm-hmm. and his return from AFCON. There's a big question there as to... Who is going to be prioritised? I mean, Dakar's form is really spot on at the moment. So it's hard to know. But with Leicester having matches against um, Everton, Chelsea, Norwich, Brentford still to be scheduled, I think, you know, that's a pretty compelling combination of fixtures to, to drop into the schedule. What I would say is that in the very, very short term, fixtures not amazing. So mm. we've got... Liverpool next, which is obviously tricky. Then there's West Ham and Wolves, who have been very resolute. And then, of course, there's a blank in 27. So it's maybe a little bit tricky to buy him straight away if you don't Mm -hmm. already have him. For me, what I'd say is I'd possibly hold off just for the moment. And maybe your eye is starting to turn towards the the double game weeks. So Mm -hmm. that kind of makes it a little bit more possible. and have a look and see how things shake out with Nacho uh, coming back. Do we see Daka playing considerably? Because if we do, then I think that he's going to be a really key pick for our front lines going forward. And I think with the doubles and their fixtures, it's kind of made it possible to do a wait and see. So I think mm-hmm. he's on the extended watch list yes. for us. Um, <laughs> his XG of 3.1 and XA of sort of reflective of his minutes, you know, and obviously it says that he's much more likely to get you a goal than get you an assist. Um, I don't think that's overly problematic. It's interesting. He hasn't had a massive amount of attempts. In his last four matches, he's had seven attempts, four of them on target, and that's about a 57% uh, shot accuracy, which is not bad, but it is from a low base. So bear that in mind. I think potentially because there's a lot of goal scorers in that Leicester team. So mm. the goals are going to be divided out a bit. And he's not uber cheap at 7.2, but 
but he's definitely respectably priced for a Leicester attacker who is in form. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Definitely. Okay, our third pick is Harry Kane. And again, this pick is because of form and fixtures. And now, of course, we've learned of the Spurs double in game week 26. In the last six games, Harry has scored four goals and got one assist. You know what you get with Kane is consistency of minutes, if nothing else. He's played over 1,600 minutes this season. And if you're going to pay 12.3 million for a premium forward, then you need consistency of starts and minutes. I'm not even going to look at Ronaldo when saying that. <laughs> because of Ronaldo's doubles, past and present, and other budget players doing so well, Kane has slipped under the radar. He's just 13.6% owned, which is minor for him. If you're on a wild card at the moment, Kylie, you would have a headache on if whether to go Ronaldo or Kane. I mean, Kane's form and fixtures with three matches to be rearranged. In fact, one of those has been arranged now. Makes for some serious contendering on going with a Spurs forward like Kane, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's quite interesting because uh, I think my view, we've barely had time to wrap our heads around this new double news, but I I think what we'll probably see now is that those who have Ronaldo will hold him for 25 for the double and and hope that he actually plays this one unlike the last and then (laughs) do a straight swap from him to Kane for Mm -hmm. that uh, 26 double that Kane has. And probably they're going to prefer to have Kane over the the run-in as opposed to having Ronaldo, who has proved inconsistent. <laughs> and, yeah. oh, well, United have proved um, a bit tricky to, mm-hmm. to sort of reconcile where the goals are going to come from. So I think we'll see a bit of movement in that direction for sure. And I think also it's going to be interesting because we're going to see Salah coming back into the picture, yeah. people trying to get Salah. So at the moment, a lot of people have a lot of money in the bank mm-hmm. uh, just because that's how it, it's worked out over the last couple of weeks. I think we're going to see a massive shift away from that and everyone's scrimping to fit in the likes of Salah and Kane for sure. And yes. Kane is such an interesting one because he obviously has that pedigree, but he's been so uninspired <laughs> yeah. this season. Um, it's obviously the last sort of six game weeks have been wildly different picture to previous to Conte's arrival. But, I mean, we've got an XG for the season of 8.19, which is low for Kane, mm-hmm. and yet that's only yielded five goals. So he's underperformed on his XG, which is already under <laughs> his sort of standard annual performance anyway. Um, he's also got two assists for an XA of 2.38. So he's kind of on par there. I mean, the key thing with these goals really and the attacking metrics is that four of those goals and one of those assists came in the last six game weeks, as I said. So, you know, you're really looking at his season kind of divided in two. It's a very different picture now for him than it was before. Yeah. We've got Son coming back soon. Mm-hmm. He scored some of those goals with Son in the team, some without. So either way, it looks pretty good. And also really importantly, not only is he top for goals in the last six weeks among forwards, he's also top for big chances, attempts and shots on target. So he's really topping out on all of those metrics. And that's something that we really want to see if we're going to be investing that kind of money in him. Yeah, 
And as far as fixtures are concerned, I mean, the next one looks pretty good. They've got Southampton. Then they've got Wolves, a double in 26. It's not the best double because they mm. do have Manchester City. That's always a tricky fixture. But the second fixture is Burnley. So I wouldn't be betting against having Kane in a double with that combination. Mm. Then they've got Leeds and Everton after. So it's pretty decent stretch of fixtures from uh, from that period. And then from game week 31, it's pretty lovely as well. So I think given the fact that they've still got about three fixtures, it's Burnley, Brighton and Arsenal to drop in, looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. And obviously Sun, you know, was kind of in our thinking for the watch list, but we wasn't quite sure whether he was going to make it back or not. It's looking like he will now. So he's definitely one that you could be considering, you know, if you weren't considering Kane, but he could sneak into one of our future watch lists yeah. <laughs> for sure. Okay, it's that time of the episode where we're going to have a quick look at the Fancy Football Scout watch list ahead of the coming game weeks, which you can find on the first page of the website, takes into account form, fixtures, as well as players' position. With that in mind, what's standing out for you so far this week on the Scout watch list, Kylie? So for me, it's really actually the defender chart that I find quite interesting. Obviously, we've got the usual people, uh, Cancelo and Trent at the top. We can see that Laporte has snuck into third place, right? which is really a reflection, as we said, of how well he's been doing. And I mean, it's interesting that he's still quite a differential, mm. but yet he's third on that list. Uh, but the two that are really standing out for me outside of him are Luca Digne and Robbo. So these guys are in there based on form. Digne's form is more recent, obviously, since <laughs> he's joined Villa, but he's looking really good, yeah. reviving what he's always had about him that was a little bit lost when, uh, when playing for Everton over the last year. And then Robbo in particular is someone that I think looks really, really good. His form over the last sort of eight matches has been really strong. We know that he had an incredibly slow start for the majority of this season but he's come right into the picture with loads of assists he's scored and that ban in the middle really hasn't done anything to hinder his form. Mm. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how people play that game week 26 double for Liverpool because we all sort of know Salah and Trent are a lot, but where Jota was kind of the only third option for you, it was a really obvious pick. I don't think it's that obvious now. I think Robbo really has to be in contention because they could get a clean sheet in both of those fixtures mm -hmm. and Robbo absolutely could and probably will get you an assist in them as well. So for my money, he's the third pick for Liverpool that I'm really eyeballing and I think we'll start to see some people swing that way as well. Agreed. And the other thing I've noticed about these lists is that it's really hard to separate, you know, Kane and Ronaldo versus KDB and Bruno. So whether to go with that whole premium, one premium forward, one premium mid or two premium midfielders, which seems to be eluding a lot of us at the moment, especially those on a wild card, which is a really tough decision, I think. All right, time for our watch list picks for Game Week 24. And my pick this week is going to be Jacob Ramsey. His price alone at 4.6 million makes him a great enabler for me. 
Couple that with his amazing fixture of Leeds, Newcastle, Watford, Brighton and Southampton in the next five with Burnley and Leeds still yet to be rearranged, which was surprising for me that they didn't get dropped into that Game Week 26 with some of the others. At 2.7% owned, he is a great differential. He's a player that has had the majority of minutes in the last seven matches, so he's looking good from that perspective. He's got three goals and one assist this season, with two goals and one assist coming in those last seven matches, where he's been awarded more game time. His XG is 1.66 and his XA is 0.97. This isn't bad considering his price tag. I think Ramsey is just class and his price tag, fixtures and form all align, which is rare for an FPL player. If you need someone to help you free up cash, especially on a wildcard, then Ramsey is definitely your guy. And I think if you can get over how cheap he is, he really could be a great little points earner with some great rank gain. Kylie, have you considered Ramsey at all? Yeah, originally I was leaning towards Coutinho, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, And there's a nostalgia aspect to that as well. Obviously scored a great goal on his debut for Villa. But I think more and more as we start to see how the next few weeks are unfolding and we're wanting to get Kane in, we're wanting to get Salah in, you know, these guys aren't cheap. And I think you're, you're looking at sort of two and a half to three million saving there on Ramsey, who really has shown quality. I think he's going to become increasingly popular yeah. as people try to fit these pe- these guys in. They've got fixtures still to be scheduled. They've got good fixtures. They're looking like a decent team. I think he's a pretty nifty buy and probably someone that will come into my team over yeah. the next couple Definitely. And I, I think, you know, he's he's right up there for me at the moment. I have other fires to put out, but now with these doubles and blanks coming into play and wild cards and free hits, he'll definitely be amongst my team during the next few weeks. I'm absolutely sure of that. Who's your watch list pick ahead of Game Week 24, Kylie? So my pick is the super form man, um, Edward from Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. He's just been sliding under the radar. I know I have seen on Twitter a few people, probably on wildcards, starting to look at him. But really, he's incredibly low owned. He's only 5.4% owned at 6.5 million. And he's got six goals and four assists. I mean, that's not a low amount at that price, particularly as we've been complaining about a lack of forward <laughs> options for so long. Yeah. I, you know, I think part of what has put people off is maybe his minutes. There are definitely matches where it's not that he's playing under the 60, but he's getting a little bit close. He's sort of, you know, last couple of 65 minutes, that sort of thing, which, you know, is cutting it a little bit fine. But I think when you've got someone who's scoring as prolifically as he is, you just kind of go with it. I mean, three of those goals, two of those assists came in the last four matches. So he's in red hot form at the moment. And he's got an XG over that four game week period of 3.38, which is top among forwards. His season long XG is 5.79 and his XA is 1.41, which isn't hugely far off what he's actually delivered. That's quite encouraging because it suggests it's pretty sustainable. Um, Fixture wise, it's obviously gotten a little bit more interesting today. Yes. His next two are fantastic. He plays Norwich and then Brentford, both Mm -hmm. really compelling matches. He's now got a double in 26, the first of which is Chelsea, 
doesn't seem great, but as we know, Chelsea, not so much for the clean sheets at the moment. And it's worth noting that Edouard did just score against Liverpool. So Mm -hmm. it's not beyond him to do it then. And then the next fixture in that double is Watford. And we know that Watford, (laughs) even with a new manager, Hodgson, interestingly enough, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not so much for the, the clean sheets themselves, like at all. They haven't got a single one this season. So, you know, hopefully they don't get their first surprisingly against uh, against Crystal Palace. But I think it's a pretty good run of fixtures that we've got there. Um, given the, the forward options, as we've discussed, I think at 6.5 is such a handy option to just pop in there and hope that he continues with his form. He's certainly one that I, I'm pretty confident I'm going to be bringing in. Yeah, and I think he's, you know, not that much more expensive to some of the two Watford lads in uh, Dennis and King. So, you know, nice little switch up there potentially um, as an option, especially with that double game week being announced for sure. Well, that's it. Best of luck for the up and coming game week. I hope you all smash it. Before you go, here's Kylie to wrap us up with some admin. Sure. So we hope that you enjoyed the show. Leave us a comment below and let us know who's on your watch list. And as always, please like and subscribe if you enjoyed it. You can find links below to Nim's content and to mine. And we hope that you enjoy that too. And best of luck in the game week ahead.